Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just relax. Anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. Take a deep breath. Set aside whatever you're doing, maybe move to a different room, whatever you need to do to be able to just make yourself available to whatever God wants to speak to you. And that's always going to be what's important, not even necessarily what you're going to hear from this podcast, but making ourselves available to what God has to say to us. Now, in your spirit, you're already, excuse me, already always communicating with God. So that's not the issue. The problem is, is that's always in the spirit. Our soul and our body are not participating necessarily in that conversation, in that relationship. We've talked quite a bit about Adam and Eve and what it looked like, what it was like for them to live as a spirit being in relationship with one another, with themselves, with God, that they knew each other and they knew God after the spirit, according to spirit. They were a spirit, as you and I are. If you've been born again, you're a living spirit, spirit, soul, and body. They, they lived, existed as a spirit that had a soul and lived in a body here on this earth. Now, they did not know each other after the soul. They did not know each other after the body, which is, you know, when they died in their spirit, all of a sudden Adam and Eve saw each other in a way that they'd never seen each other, in the flesh, naked, and also as an emotional being, as a rational being, as a, you know, um, active being do things on their own. So they had to, you know, once God set them aside to learn what he wanted them to learn, they had to basically start from scratch. They no longer had their needs met. So they started out to get those needs met. All different kinds. We're not going to go into that. But from God's perspective, one of the things we can look at is what did he get out of this? What was he looking for in separating Adam and Eve from his relationship with them? And at least in part, what I think we can hopefully agree on is there are things that Adam and Eve could only learn outside of being one with God. You know, God being God, he knew everything. He knows everything. He is everything. And with Adam and Eve, part of him, part of spirit, part of God, they had that same information. So God may have even been telling them, you need to develop appreciation. You need to develop these 
values of gratitude of of learning what it feels like what it what your experience is is to have lack and then have it filled there's he may have been trying to reach them to experience and understand the concepts and determined that there were things that they could not appreciate value without experiencing those things themselves. And I think that's when they were lowered. That's when he withdrew his spirit from them, recognizing that there were things that they could only learn by experience and that having a living spirit was preventing them, all of us, in, in Adam and Eve, we were all from them. We could not experience, we could not learn certain things, certain values, certain, you know, concepts without experiencing them. And we couldn't experiencing them, experience them if we were living spirits from the very beginning, from day one. Now, again, Jesus was the embodiment of this is what it looks like under the the way, you know, if we want to call it the curse or whatever, the way the world system functions now, and we'll get into this at some other point, but, you know, why why did not, why did Jesus look like an ordinary man? You know, he was the son of God. If he had the full spirit of God within him, you know, Abraham walked around, or, and Moses, well, Moses came down from the mountain, and he, he glowed in the dark. You know, why was Jesus, you know, a typical man? We'll go into that some other time, though. For our purposes, though, what we can kind of look at as the purpose, or at least a purpose, of of God separating Adam and Eve from their source of life to experience lack so they could appreciate having that lack met, those needs met, and therefore develop appreciation and gratitude. That's, you know, God so loved the world he gave. That's his nature. His, his, he is God. God is love. Part of his characteristic is what we call love, and he expresses that love by giving that love. It's not just something he is. It's something he shares. And we can go into eternal life and, and power and authority and all these other things. But he's made us able to receive who he is and have our spirit reborn by believing that we are restored to that relationship. But if the purpose, or one of the purposes that God has is for us to learn appreciation and gratitude by experiencing having our needs met, I think it's important 
to us and will will do us good to be aware of our needs being met. Now, God can choose however he wants to meet our needs, whether we're talking physical or, you know, having our wounds healed, um, having, you know, right, you know, the way the the truth and the life, those things experienced in our day-to-day lives. However, he wants to do that on an individual basis. It's fully up to him. He's the God. We don't tell God what to do. But if we look at his purpose for us, what would that, you know, we we always go, okay, what would it look like if? What would it look like if God was truly restoring our soul to our spirit? Having achieved, or at least a beginning of achieving, working that gratitude into us. Most, not all, but most Christians, when they experience salvation and begin to experience their needs being met, experience God showing up in their lives, God being God for them, meeting their needs, bringing them restoration and healing and love and joy and peace, we're grateful. We appreciate, we value who God is in our lives. Which again, Adam and Eve could not experience while they were still one with God. So now here we are, we're separated from God. We're born separated from God. And then when he rejoins our spirit, gives us a new spirit, we're born again into a spirit life. And we immediately, those seeds are planted of gratitude and appreciation. Then what? God has gotten, at least in this area, what he was looking for. Out of his, his not experiment, because he knew what was going to happen, but, a, you know, his plan, his plan and purpose for us as individuals and maybe as, as a as a general theme for us humans here on this earth. That so Adam and Eve walking around in the garden beings, except they lacked gratitude. And God wanted them to appreciate and value gratitude. They could not appreciate it without experience experiencing lack so god set up okay this is how you're going to lack i'm going to withdraw my spirit so now they went through a period of what it was like okay we can't do it on our own we can't value and appreciate god on our own it has to be we have to be respirited to see that he meets he's the only one who meets our needs fully and completely and we talk you know so many times about how our soul tries to create its own God, uh, ourself, to meet our needs, our self-control, our self-indulgence, our, everything about ourself. But ourself is, is something that our soul created. 
it's, it's every bit as real to our soul, but it's not God. You know, when we try to fix ourselves, heal ourselves, you know, um, protect ourselves, we are uh, substituting ourselves for God. But so let's say in this, in this process we have developed a level of appreciation and gratitude, certainly not what is worthy of what God has available for us, and we're, you know, we're all in process of experiencing on a day-to-day basis more and more of the eternal life of God, living in his kingdom. We don't enter it. We, we don't build it. We enter it. Um, so those are all things that we're experiencing on a moment-by-moment basis, a day-by-day, month-by-month, through our lives. But when we look at it from God's point of view, he's, you know, he can check off, okay, this, is, this part of my plan is done. They're learning, they're developing appreciation, gratitude. And somehow that's important and valuable to God. Then what? Are we to be restored to that relationship with God the Father that Adam and Eve experienced where Adam and Eve knew each other and knew God by spirit now you and I have a hard time you know uh, experiencing even an understanding and being able to recognize our own soul and our soul abilities let alone experiencing and recognizing the spirit realm, the spirit, who our true nature is, recognizing, okay, this is who I am as a spirit being. I have all the characteristics and qualities in my spirit that are in God. That which is born of spirit is spirit. We are joint heirs with Christ. Everything that God gave his son, he's given us. We're not lesser than. We're, we're in him. And we have a hard time, most of us, even valuing and appreciating the gifts that, of the soul. The gifts aren't the, the healing and the miracles and the faith. The gift God gave you is your soul. And part of your soul Your soul contains these abilities. And we've let them lay dormant because we were so busy working to get our basic needs met. So now, as we understand, you know, to this, to uh, maybe a minuscule degree, but hopefully getting us going in the right direction. God's going to be correcting our understanding about his intent, how he does things for, you know, for, the, for as long as we're here on this earth. Because we still see through a glass darkly. We're, we're, we try not to draw conclusions based on limited information. But we do know that God is drawing us. God wants us 
to know him, and God wants us to be known of him and one another, to be valued and appreciated by one another, even by God, to know each other on God's terms as spirit. Now, we've talked before about the soul, whatever, what's going on right now in your soul. There's two, it's like two sides of a coin. There's the one side where God is restoring your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, restoring your soul so it can be more fully reunited with your spirit. And he is doing that sovereignly and without your help. The other side of that coin is the soul that you and I experience, the gift of your soul that God gave you, that he desires and expects us to learn to appreciate and value and have gratitude for the soul that he's given us. Just as with the body, he's, it's a gift to you. He, this is something he knew you were going to need or he wanted you to use while you're here on this earth, both your soul and your body. Don't, we don't know how, we don't even know if the soul is eternal. We know spirit is. Basically, eternal just means not created. So, so specifically a part of God where there is no time, there's no beginning, no end. But our soul, we don't really, there, there's limited information. And what we learn about it, just like learning appreciation and gratitude, is going to be far more by experience. This is why, you know, we need to get over being afraid of making mistakes. This is how we learn. Is by trial and error. Try this. Ask God about that. How does this work? Now, part of this is we're going to develop trust in God, that he's not going to hand us a fork and say, stick it in that, that plug on the wall, you know, where we're going to electrocute ourselves or hurt somebody else. But this is still by experience. And very often it's when we look back. And we see where God kept us from sticking that fork in the socket on the plug in the wall. Or when he kept us from making these mistakes or pointing us in, in, you know, keeping us from going down a, a direction or a thought process or an emotional process or making a decision that would have harmed us. It's very often only after the fact that we see God's intervention in our lives. So we want to value that. But what we want to see is once we value it, we say, thank you, God. And we want to recognize that he's growing that in us. Whether, whether you have a, a full-size tree bearing fruit or just a seed, that's something he has achieved in us. He has achieved his goal in us. So now we're working on having a, the process of being restored to living as a spirit being, as Adam and Eve did, having all their needs met, plus having gratitude 
and having all these other experiences about having needs met. Adam and Eve didn't know what that meant because their needs were always met. They were never wounded. They never had hurt feelings. They never had lack. They never wondered what God wanted them to do. They were always one with God. So to develop again what God wanted out of us, he separated us from him by taking spirit away from us and leaving us to try to meet these needs, meet our God-given needs without God. So hopefully that makes sense. What we're what we're do, doing in at least some degree is we're it's the next step. We are re- being restored to that relationship of spirit to spirit, and God being a gentle gentle God and kind, He doesn't have an expectation that we're going to overcome. You know, however many thousands of years you think. You know, it was between being kicked out of the garden and where we are now. He doesn't expect that we're going to be able to be walking around as spirit beings, spirit, soul, and body perfected, you know, in the blink of an eye. Again, this is on a case-by-case, person-by-person basis. And this is why I think we're here on this earth. Don't know what comes next. Don't know what came before. But if that's what God's purpose is, are there things that we can pay attention to? If if he's looking to get gratitude and appreciation flowing through us, are there things that we can do to not just not, you know, hinder, not hinder it, but increase it? And part of that will be to appreciate and value the soul that God has given us and the soulical abilities. You know, so many, uh, one, you know, one experience I had, somebody came up and said, well, if God wanted me to, to heal somebody, he would tell me or he would just do it. Or if God wanted, you know, me to know what I was supposed to do, he would just tell me. It was almost, you know, the challenge that we shouldn't have to do anything. You know, if God is is so strong and powerful, he should just make me do it, make me do something to please him. And what that does is, it de- again, it devalues our own soul. Because he gave, we've talked before about the main tenet of your soul is control. Control is to be connected to spirit. You know, we think about what God set Abraham, um, I mean, uh, Adam and Eve to do, to tend the garden. He gave them an assignment to do. You know, Adam was to name the animals, and then they were tending the garden, and then they were just experiencing him. 
we I have no idea how long they were in the garden. We just don't know, you know. Um, could have been uh, five days, could have been five trillion years, just don't know. There's different theories about, you know, the, the, the short-lived, um, short-year Earth or the long-year Earth. We just don't know for certain. You have a lot of clues, but the thing is, is what can we participate in? We can't, we can't force God to heal us any faster than he's already healing us. But are there things that we can do to benefit, again, on the other side of the coin, benefit in our soul from participating in? In other words, does God want us to know what he's doing in our lives? I think he does. When we think about when Jesus was walking around on the earth, he already knew his father. He was one with his father from the, from the you know, moment of conception. There was never any, you know, rejoining because he was never separate. Did not have a salvation experience because he was never separate from the fullness of God. So he walked around, and yet he had to learn who his father was. Now, fortunately, he knew how to do that, spending time with him. But he had to learn how to be a spirit that had a soul lived in a body. And so he did. And we, you know, we see a small amount of what he did and, and taught and showed through, you know, the, the Gospels and Acts. And we have some small idea about some things. But for you and I, he... God is not out there. He's in you, and you're in him. He's not doing his thing over here, and we're doing our thing over there, and it never meeting. This is a joint venture, a cooperative. We are yoked with him. And we are looking to find out how do we cooperate with God, not doing his task of healing us, of speaking the truth, again, the way, the truth, and the life, incorporating our soul to our spirit on his terms. His, you know, he's the only one who can heal our soul, truly speak truth. If you get the revelation, it's from spirit. Your Your soul is not going to speak truth to you because your soul is still under the 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 idea it has to control itself get its own needs met now it starts to come through your soul and even through your body we start to experience new revelation new understanding but the source is always going to be spirit but are there things that we can depend on him depending on him, learn to live and move and have our being in him. In other words, learn to live like Adam and Eve did, as a spirit being. 
their soul, uh, Adam's soul, Eve's soul, was perfect. Their body, their bodies were perfect because they were completely joined. They were one with spirit. Now, my soul, your soul, is, but it's not fully functioning. Because we've become double-minded, we've become double-emotioned, and we act on our own. Because we were born separated from spirit. So he is restoring our soul to learn... Your original soul is, is being restored to its original relationship to spirit. And your body will follow along. And there are things, you know, we'll talk about that as well. So it's a restoration, and we do have some vague idea about what it will look like. Walking with God and knowing him spirit to spirit, and knowing one another spirit to spirit, with our soul completely reunited to our spirit, so that eternal life, eternal power, eternal authority flows through our soul, through our body, and into this world, whatever that looks like. And it may not even be this world, it may be something yet to come. But we start with the the assumption that there are things we can do. There's things that, you know, that side of the coin, you know, these are God's commitments to us to restore our soul, restore our our mind. And yet, what can we be doing? We talked a little, uh, just threw it in at the end of the last podcast, and it looks like I'm going to do that again. We're going to specifically talk about waiting, speaking in tongues, and fasting And we didn't get into it this time. We will next time, which will be one week from now. Uh, Please, you're always welcome to drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. We will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.